Goedemorgen meneer Kallet. Ja, goedemorgen Tiadu. Ik zie we on black coffee, white rusks, ebony, yes. ivory. Don't, don't forget the, hot, uh, the, the nice uh, brownie and chocolate cookie you bought. Yeah, me. Feeding uh, me fat, eh? Yeah. Food made fat. What do you say in English? Fattening. The fattening, fattening. room. The yes, fattening. what's that? Yeah, fattening. Oh, the rusk is good. This is, um, this is a homemade rusk that I get. I get them from... Um, uh, what's the place? I want to say Sophia's. Is it Sophia's? Or what's the one here by Impala? The restaurant. Mm, is, uh, mm, it's it's mm, Sophia's or is it, mm, what's it? No, Gloria's no, no. or Lo, um, Olivia's. Olivia's. It's Olivia's. Yes, they make really good stuff. Eh? They're Portuguese tarts. I'll get next time for us. Those burnt patata mm. chinatas, whatever they call it. I don't know what they call it. Patas de nashot, pastas de nash. Pastai de nata. Ah. Pastaya, excuse our um, chewing, everyone who's listening. <laughs> Pastaya de Nata. It's already been up to since last we spoke. What's been happening mm, in your life? I'll move closer to trying to look at interviews. Mm-hmm. Okay. And look at, you know, how people Unique. conduct them. Yes. Mm, yeah. I think something that I've picked up is that one should keep it very simple. Mm. Even if I look at the business news interviews, they're actually simple interviews. Mm. Very straightforward, to the point. To the point, yes, yeah. correct. I agree. So so now let's get to our point today. So mm. um, what you spoke to me, I, I can't really tell you. As you know, I've got physical issues, my teeth, and it's my, my what is this uh, thing? Sciatica. My sciatica, mm. my nerve. Mm. Mm. So I'm a little bit, I don't know, I'm, I'm there where I, with my sciatica nerve, I had such bloody pain that I thought it's actually becoming quite nice. Ah, okay, so you went to the other I side. I don't know, do you, you know, you know that yeah, side. When that pain, yeah, mm. when the pain becomes sweet. Have yeah, you ever... Like, have you ever had it where the pain becomes sweet? Uh, Not physical pain. I get it with chilies when I eat chili. Is I it? I try and push that envelope. So we okay, so let's pick up on white guilt. white guilt. I said to you that um, I do not feel that I have white guilt. You don't have any? No, I don't have any. None whatsoever. There's no. moments that you think... No, no. I think I've worked through it. There were moments where I thought, yeah, I know this, you were there at that moment, this is what happened to you, etc., etc. But if I have to put all of that together over time and what happened and how things unfolded in our country, our country's history, yes, uh, I think there should be guilt on so many levels yes. and among so many people. Mm-hmm. And I think we should stop calling it white or black guilt. I, I think um, the world should have guilt after World War One. No, true. You know, where's where's that guilt? Where you know uh, it's all quiet on the Western Front. Watched that the other night. <clears throat> where's that guilt? Where does that guilt sit? Sure, I think it's there. If you see what Germany did in repaying, I know you said First World War. I'm saying Second World War. Yeah. Up until recently. No, they I think have. half right. a decade ago or a decade yes. ago, they were paying substantial reparations. No, they were still. You're right. Uh, until I know Angela Merkel came out and just said, look, enough now. It's been 50 years or 60 years. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. We're done paying now. We've paid. We've, we've yeah. given. We've budgeted. You know, so yeah. that's one form of, of repayment yeah. is financial. 
that's one way of doing it. But you know what is the other form of repayment for me is the fact that you need to forgive yourself. Yes. So I had to forgive myself. Yes. I have to forgive my parents because of who and what they were. I mean, they both passed on. Mm -hmm. And there was certain things that happened in their lives that was amazing. I mean, my mother's father was murdered through a window, shot through the head by his... um, the farm manager on his farm. Sure. Now, uh, that could be made off this? as a racist. That was in the 40s. In the 40s. Okay, he was shot. The 19, okay. yeah, 40s. Right. So that could yeah. have been made out as being racist and the whole way that it's been portrayed and what happened uh, in the aftermath was, I think, again, very racist-based. But there was more, um, there was aggression. Hmm. And they were they were they were aggression that played a role both on the manager's side and on my grandfather's side, mm. and it was it was not a black white thing. It was a relationship that was Went. not managed, and I mean the person that should have managed the relationship in a decent, value-driven way was actually my grandfather. Mm. Correct. So uh, relationships, it's that forgiveness thing you talk about. So I, you say, you know, I, I often think to myself, I w- was 18 in 1984. I turned mm-hmm. 18. In 85, the Rubicon speech came, if you remember, beyond Rubicon, old Pierre going, yeah, worthless you know, speech. Yeah. That piece of person. He did yeah. that speech and now I'm in varsity and I'm starting to become aware, acutely aware of what has been going on in my country, right? In the mid 80s. So my father, sorry, my father says to me after watching that speech, I say to my father, this man's an absolute baboon. Yes. He's got you in the palm of his, his hand. hand yeah. You don't know what's going on here. This is all farcical. And my father chases me out of the house. Really? Sure. He chased me out and he said to me, if this is the way you think, you don't belong in this house. And I said to him, well, this is the way I think. This man is an absolute farce. Yeah. He's lying to you. Yeah. He's, he's betraying the country. He's betraying and the us. country yeah. and 100%. us. Yeah. Sorry. So that was it. No, no, no. 100%. So the, only, the, so the guilt that I initially felt when 94 came around and... Elections came around and now, you know, the guilt I felt was, should I have been more active? Should I have been, you know, one of those guys that openly joined the ANC, bomb shit, riot, whatever. Is that what I should have done? Would that have made my white guilt better? And I, when I think that, I go, no, because that was not what I wanted to do. Regardless of what was going on, I didn't want to plant bombs and become part of a terrorist organization at the time for me. Yeah. So that then I wonder how my life might have been different had I left school, joined the ANC, rally, because this is sometimes what I wonder is that the credentials yeah. that people are seeking that, yeah, but what did you do to stop apartheid? I went, well, I studied, I got a job on the lowest entry level job and I worked my way up through stuff. I treated people with respect. Um, I don't, I see color because you know, people go, I don't see color. Of course you see color. We don't look the same, but I never judged another human being until I yeah. met them, you know? So that's from my point of view. And this is not me, um, looking for forgiveness. It's just, I'll go in that way. I, I did 
my part, I believe. Should yeah. I have done more? And that's where a lot of the guilt comes in. Should I have, you know? But I think, I think forgiveness uh, is very much part of this conversation. So yes. you're going to have to, you're going to have to get to a point where you forgive yourself because there is stuff there that you don't know of and you, by implication you need to forgive yourself for that stuff as well. Correct. So um, I think the sooner we can get over this, and that is always my conversation that I have when I say we should have all become part of the ANC. Um, they okay. should have whoa, never... They whoa, should whoa, have, whoa, stop that. Say that again. We should have all become part of the ANC. One party state? No. Oh. Not as a political party. Oh, you mean as pre-94? Pre-94. Pre oh, as I a freedom uh, front... Front uh, fighters, as, yeah. Fighters, we should have all committed. Mm. So that meant that we didn't necessarily all stay in the same neighborhoods because we weren't allowed to. And I think that's still one mm. of our critical social development issues. It's a major. And but 30 years later, nothing's yes, changed. Yes, it's not really changed. Uh, and, you know, people have all interesting little quips about why it has not changed that I always oh. find very interesting and funny. But bottom line is, um, I look at that if we belong to yeah, so we should have all joined the ANC, not as a political party. So the ANC should have stayed the Freedom Fighting Association by implication that they were. And we should have all said, fine, you know, we, we come together together under their one umbrella. And then we have different political parties and we have a multi-party state. And we go into elections and it's, it's far more democratic by nature. So, um, but yeah. they, but sorry, they, it was brought up, it's been brought up over the last 10, 15 years where they said it was good that Nelson Mandela came in. Let's vote for him. We didn't vote for him, but we knew he'd become president because yes. he had to. Yeah. This is how it was. After that, we're going, we vote for the party, but not the man, which gives the ANC and any of our parties in our country yes. the right to put whomever they want there. It's not who yeah. you voted for. You didn't vote on ideas and promises made by leaders. We're voting for a big party thing. And whether they deliver, whether they don't, no one seems to give a shit anymore. Yeah. No one really cares. As long as my piece of earth, where I am, is cool, I'm sorted. What goes on beyond is not my problem. That's that society's problem with the government. So that's Chad, the let's, feeling let's just, that... Can, can, we quickly, can we quickly nip okay. that little thing, that little statement? Of Which little statement? That one of, of uh, I have my little piece of property. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm on it and I'm happy because, I mean, you. let's go back to one of the issues of the past how many years, and that's the right to own property in this yes. country. Yes. Now, what is, what is interesting is it's not just in this country. The right to own property is something that any person or family living in a country from that country's soil would like to own property yes. in that country. It's a kind of a, it's a cultural, it's a cultural given within society and within mm. countries. It's a form of belonging or a yes, form of a belonging. To the so um, to me, there's nothing wrong with this claim. Um, and I think if you look at the world, um, I think it's going to happen more and more. It's going to become more prevalent. This whole thing of I, I have a claim to this culture and this country and its soil.
And the people. Yeah, people are going the, to become more yeah, emotional about yes, it. And yes, 100%. it's going to happen. Yeah, patriotism. So you yes. think patriotism so is on the rise. By implication, I think we need to find a way into and out of this whole um, uh, owning of land issue. Mm. And I think it's also something that is to a certain amount shows forgiveness. Yes. So sh shows forgiveness uh, where we have a very singular way of thinking about stuff. I think if we if we can share property, it just shows that forgiveness it, um, and that we can share. But the, but the point is share how though? This is the issue for me. Let me just get put that on my I'm sorry. Um, the issue for me is share how. Now you're saying we should share property. We're going, mm -hmm. share in which way? So if you have your private house, whomever you are, you've got a house. Outside of that, do we share property? Because you're secure. Each person, I mean, whoever so the people are. So certain, not... certain things we can't just eradicate. So mostly white people um, had far better and more frequent access to property rights. Yes. Uh, bank historically, loans. bank loans etc so it's now time for the bigger populace to have access and to Correct. get access um, and that needs to happen uh, through big business banks etc etc no. not through vbs transactions and uh, skellum shenanigans where, mm, that went on there where mm. the where wow. the money disappears and that money actually belongs to pensioners uh, by young turks etc etc so um yes i just uh, I, th I think that I think that they should be sitting back far more, especially by white people in this country. I think we should sit back, not sit back and um, and uh, just throw Let our hands up in the shit, air yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. say, oh, let's see what happens. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we need to breathe about things as white South Africans and we need to realize that we have to give and we have to share and we have to come out in doing it. It's, it's wonderful to say, oh, it's Mandela Day and I'm, I'm not going to give an hour, hour and a half or whatever bullshit, etc., etc. That's not what it's about. We need to share every single day of our lives. We need to share food with each other. Um, yeah. Uh, handing out an apple or an orange to a guy at a security booth there's just there's so many small things that we should consistently contributing contributing to when it comes to sharing and yes not feeling better about apartheid or racism but just realizing that you have to work on a daily every day of your life that's my feeling. Hundred percent. So the sh so you're saying one way of doing is in sharing. Yes. Great idea. I love it, and more of us should do that because I think that shows intent. It shows yeah, humility. Right. It shows humanity. It shows empathy, and it's like the thing on that point of sharing. I I heard another article somewhere. I read an article or I saw something that said, in South Africa, office hours are say eight to five or nine till six or whatever they are. Yep. People who arrive late, arrive late not by their own hand, but because they are so reliant on other people. Yes. There's a reliance. So 
Yeah. 90%, I reckon, of workers in this country don't get to walk out their front door, climb to a car and drive to work. 90% of them no. have to sit on a taxi. Yeah. So it comes to that thing. And you know how we were raised. Time is time. If I see, I see you at yeah. 10, I'm there at 5 to 10, etc. That yeah. is a very Western, privileged, personally for me, way of looking at things. On the other side of that, I have a conflict in my mind about that little thing. Meaning, if I set a meeting with 10 people at 10 o'clock in a company, I expect us all to be there because I feel, me, it's disrespectful to be late because we only have a half an hour or 40 minutes. Yep. That's where my thing comes from. And then I start thinking, but there are people that have to come with taxis, which means they need to get up at four or five, stand in a line from five till six till seven, get on the taxi, then come to work. So by the time many of our fellow South Africans get to work, yep. they've already been up for five hours where, yep. you know, those of us with privilege, and I need to expand this now. This has got nothing to do with white guilt. This has got to do with, the concept that you said of giving and understanding. So it yeah. goes both ways now. So now yeah. we're going, yeah. I understand that you're late, the taxi's late. Then as an employer, that person needs to leave at four because they have to get home and they get home at eight, nine at night. So their work day goes from 10 till four and they need to eat something halfway through. Yeah. So 10 till four, six hours of which we eat for an hour. So that's five hours. And this is not about eight hours, 10 hours, five hours. So I reckon if that person can get all their work done in those four or five hours and go home and maybe sit at home because the world has changed and do some more work. Yep. Why not? Why not understand that? Absolutely. Instead of being so dogmatic. Yeah. That's one form of understanding life, you know, um, and how we work because of people's situations. I think, you know, know, my feeling is we, we do for a massive exile. Uh, exhale. We need an exhale. An exhale. I yeah. like that. Because we've been forced, our lungs have been forced, force fed so much shock, uh, passion, trauma. Trauma. We need to exhale, brother. That's as a country. Uh, as a country. Yeah. True story. We need, we need to exhale. We've got no idea. We, we tend to box, we tend to make things very singular. That I don't understand. Um, we need a very deep exhale. Also, and in realizing by doing the exhale, realizing that we're exhaling for the stuff that we know of and lots of stuff we've got no idea of. Just backtrack two ideas now. Yeah. You said that the thing you don't understand. Mm. What was the thing you said? I had a question that on it. The we, thing that I don't understand. We need to exhale. You don't understand. Ah, oh, shit. It was such a nice point that you made. I just wanted to unpack that a little bit. You said, for the things we understand, well, that you don't understand. You don't understand. Yeah, you, you, you exhale not for just what you understand. You also exhale for what you don't understand. You exhale for And where do you things. get that understanding from, do you think? When you exhale for the stuff you don't understand, where does understanding come from then? It comes from yourself. It's your own collective consciousness. It's your consciousness. Okay. But what I'm trying to get to is by engaging with our fellow citizens. Yes. By engaging with people. Because I've, I've started this new thing now. When I go to the shops. 
as I walk you, in, you engage. Yeah. No, but as I walk in, I go, "Good morning, everyone. How's it?" I just do. I announce yeah. that I'm here, and I'm saying good morning, whether yeah. they hear me or good. not. Good. I and I when I see people, I greet them. Random people, I'll go. Mm. I'll hear a conversation, and I'll chirp in, which is rude, apparently, because you shouldn't be listening. But when I hear someone, I'll just make a little comment because to feel like you belong as part of a society. Yeah. Because I think often that's also what we do. We do the blinker thing. Yeah, but, but just getting get you, my thing. You get my are thing. you are spot on. We have to Blinkers. we have to step out of our current comfort uh, comfort zone. Correct. Because the comfort zone constitutes old apartheid, all those memories, mm. all the stuff that's built in, that's woven through society as is in our country. We need to walk away from it. We need to do trouble to mix with our fellow countrymen and we need to stop saying that it's a different culture and we do things differently. Uh, I'll never forget uh, when Anna Mosia, our helper, that was actually the mother of my kids, passed on. We had a funeral in a place called Lindy, Lindley in the Eastern Free State. Yes. We had the best food in the most incredible environment. Everybody shared. And, um, you know, it's so typical, <laughs> if I think about it now. I mean, the first thing I remember is, oh, now they're going to ask me for money again. It's most now, it's a funeral, man. It's so an African I, funeral. Yes, yes, they yes. want money again, Tiat. You yes. must know. Yeah, Come yeah, yeah. On, you know. Give us money. For help God's us sake, yeah, yeah, money. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they don't want, they like, they want 35,000 or something. Or 30, I can't remember, no, 30,000. So, yeah, we had, I had insurance, but the insurance was more uh, annuity structured than death. Yes. We were not aware that she had uh, contracted AIDS and sure. that she was uh, sure. busy dying. Aye. But bottom, bottom line is I'll never forget that sense of community yeah. in Lindley. I'll never forget those people giving without any question. Any question, Tiat. Yeah. I stood there with my wool, woolen, wooden, woolen blanket. It was cold. My kids were there with me. We were all part of it. We drove in the same cars. Yeah, I just think there's lots of things and opportunities where we can share mm. and where we can actually get closer to each other mm. within society. We know. We may be not that big on funerals, but we know that other cultures in this country is. Oh, but in the world, yeah, it depends. Yeah, depends yeah. on your your own view yeah. of the world, I guess. But just to have the respect to understand, mm, of course. to understand that people are going to be away from work for two, three, four days. It or works a week differently. It's or far. a week. Travel. It's far. Yeah. And you travel. Yes. Correct. Um, if, if we could, if we could just celebrate those amazing things that makes us so incredible and unique. I think we can, especially in these times where hardly anybody does not have Chabutz Bakakan. Yeah. We are all Chabutz negative. Chabutz you're going to have to explain that yeah, to the, we, uh, we all, we the, all, the, the, the English uh, yeah, well, uh, audience. We, we, we all have, How do you say Chabutz Bakakan? Uh, our gamut, yeah, our, our mental state is just negative, is one of being negative, mm. and we have we hardly have anything yeah. positive to, to think say. or to Gamuts say. Bukakan, yes. So our gamut is full, full of bakakan. Yes. So yeah. that's actually quite a nice. You can't say that in English, eh? No, you can't. Gamut's bakakan. Yeah. 
Dan weer gemoedsbeheer. Let's recognize. Ja, yeah, it's very much. Like so, okay. my, my feeling yes. is just, we should live beyond gemoedsbekakken. Yeah. And we should rather try and celebrate even the stuff that we do not understand. Knowing, knowing that um, it's sometimes just important to commit. And in that commitment, by implication, you forgive. And you just release what you think is good in that moment. It's like, for me, action speaks louder than words. Yes. We can sit here and talk, and this is what we're doing. This is part of why we started Two Elephants. Yeah. Two Elephants in the room. To talk about these things, because this is what I want to do much more of, is talk and then go, what is the solution? And you're already saying, yeah. go out there, reach out, engage. It's a, it, and it's a simple thing to do. Yes. It engage. doesn't mean money necessarily. Yes. It, does, it just means time. For me, sometimes I've, I've noticed just the smallest little personal comment to another South African yes. may or may not mean something. Some of them might get irritated. Some of them are having a bad day. What's that, that's that nice kitsch bumper sticker or that quote that everyone goes is um, everybody's, everybody's fighting a battle you know nothing of. Be kind. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yep. I front face with you and I'm in a good mood and everything's fine because I don't want to bring you down. But in the back, I could be going through serious trauma in my life whether it's relationships or whatever, but we don't know. And yet we expect out there when we engage with fellow South Africans that everyone must just be skippy, happy, jumpy. Yet we know what the situation in the country is. We understand load shedding. Mm. And instead of being supportive, and I myself, me, I get to a four-way traffic light and I get annoyed that <laughs> some people are going in front of me when I thought I should have gone. And then I go, but maybe they're in a rush and I'm not. I don't know. It's that, you know, that thing that you have. Yeah. That's As undercurrents. So we need to get rid of our things, I think. Our undercurrents. Our undercurrents. We need to reach out more. That's a, that's a, that's a good one. Giving, mm. to me. You know, giving is such a... And that's what I want to end off with. Uh, in in uh, the biggest cross-section of our society, um, I think the most incredible um, trait that we have uh, and this is not just giving of stuff, physical stuff, gifts. I think giving of ourselves, our smiles, uh, our forgiveness, giving our forgiveness, you know, forgiving. Um, I just realized we need to step out of our comfortable place and we need to step into a place where we can forgive and where we can give, not necessarily to forgive, that's not why we have to give, but we have to give to forgive ourselves. That's probably more mm. than anything else. That's my, my take on this. Yeah, I find the more you engage with people, I've not come across a person that I haven't engaged with outside of my, my home that isn't prepared to engage back with me in, in whatever way. It's unbelievable from, from a South African point of view. Um, I've just been in Lagos for two years. I was there for two years on a, on a stint. And even in Nigeria, people are quite closed off in, so, in open areas where you meet. You, you'll chirp someone and they'll be, uh, they don't even want to talk to you. I've not found that in South Africa. Whenever I engage with someone, most people Absolutely. have a chat back or what are you up to and why are you here? And I think just looking at someone in the eye and not being on your fucking phone... 
yeah. 24-7 because that's the next thing that annoys me is that I could yep. get to an area where I want to speak to someone and they're chatting to someone else and they're on their phone while they... So there's these things we need to call each other out on without judgment. It's not about judging. It's about going, hang on, aren't we a society? Aren't we a people? And we're all going through shit in various degrees in many ways. And as part of that guilt thing then is you feel guilty. I feel guilty when I used to shout at my kids for doing something. I would feel mm. guilty afterwards. So guilt is just a regret for me, guilt is a regret that I should have maybe done it differently or been different. Yeah. So the only way we can counter that is by every day watching our actions, mm. pausing before you speak. For me, anyway, because that helps me because mm. I can fly off the handle like that. But those are some good suggestions. Give. Exactly. What are you up to the rest of the week? What's happening after this? Mm. What's your plan for the week? Um, I have to um, give to myself physically. Okay. So, uh, me to me and yeah, okay. from teeth to uh, nerves to, yeah. So, I'm, yeah. Uh, I'm in an interesting yeah, space. Of taking care of yourself. Mm. But, okay. mm. yeah, I've got some stuff. I've got this fundraiser that I'm working on. I'm going to do a fundraiser, which I'll talk to you about off mic. It's not for discussion just yet. I think there's a good idea there, if we can swing it. Uh-huh. I'm doing that. I'm doing some more of these interviews with some friends. So, yeah, that's what Good. I'm doing. Good. Good. Well, till next time. It's been good Fantastic. to chat. Fantastic. Thank Noise. you. Donkey.